and welcome to Book of Leaves podcast. My name is Cara and I am your host. joining me for episode 25 of Book of Leaves. If this is your first time listening or watching, thank you so much. My name is Cara. I'm the host of this show. I started about a year ago and basically most episodes I interview someone who's doing something good for the planet in some way and we get to know them a little bit, learn from them and take a leaf from their book to add to our own way of eco-friendly living, hence the name Book of Leaves. So hopefully every episode is something you can learn a little bit from. This episode I will of course be talking to Sinead from Extinction Rebellion about Be a Hero which is a new food growing campaign. Before I get into that though I just want to quickly apologise for the delay in this episode. I was supposed to release an episode last Monday but I think the isolation blues just got to me a little bit. I just did not have the headspace to do any editing and had to take a little break from technology but I'm back now and I think I'm going to revert to my original so I'll release an episode today and I'll release an episode next Monday which I have recorded very exciting and then I'll go back to every two weeks because even in lockdown when I have time just editing takes so much time and now that I'm on YouTube as well as fun as YouTube videos are to edit there's just so much time involved so I'll go back to every two weeks there'll be an episode and anyone watching on YouTube you'll also see I have cut myself a fringe so (laughs) I'm having one of those lockdown experiences um but I'm still here in my dressing gown barely leaving the house and I hope you're all keeping well So let's get into this episode with Sinead. I know Sinead through Extinction Rebellion, didn't know her very well. There's a lot of people that you just see and you become quite familiar with to see and you kind of know what roles they have in the movement and whatnot. But I knew she was starting this uh, food growing campaign with a couple of other amazing people and I wanted to record an interview with her and basically talk about growing your own food at home and where to start, uh, especially for beginners. I'm also a beginner. So it's something that is important in regards to food security. So if anyone doesn't know what food security is, we mentioned it a little bit in this show. I'm going to read you the definition here real quick. Food security, as defined by the UN, means that all people at all times have physical, social and economic access to sufficient, safe and nutritious food that meets their food preferences and dietary needs for an active and healthy life. So that's what food security is talking about. And obviously, There are threats to that, such as climate change, a growing global population, rising food prices and other environmental factors all feed into basically that food security not being a security. It's kind of in danger and something even like what's happening now, the coronavirus, thankfully we still have imports and exports going, but if for some reason we couldn't have imports coming in, what would we have to live on? You know, we we talk about that in this episode, but I just wanted to give you a bit of a definition as to what food security was before we get into it. And this is jam-packed full of lots of solutions. So chatting to Sinead a little bit before, I got to know her a little bit. We'll be jumping straight into the Be A Hero campaign. But just so you know a little bit about Sinead, she's from Dublin originally and she basically was a student in Scotland doing a PhD in psychology when being a broke student, she went vegetarian. It was only then that she started to realise her kind of environmental spark sparked up, I guess. And uh, she realised the importance of organic food and the environment and she started getting involved with permaculture and growing her own food and 
she kind of took that on her travels and then eventually she's now settled in East Clare close to a Steiner school which I didn't know about basically these schools that educate kids all around nature which sounds amazing so that's where she is at the moment and then Extinction Rebellion she heard of this this campaign in the UK that were rising and she knew that what's happening now things weren't right and something needs to change and that's why she joined Extinction Rebellion and that's how I got to know her yeah so basically we're going to get into this conversation but make sure that you do stick around after for some little notes on what we talked about and if you want to support this podcast please rate or review it on whatever you're listening or watching it on if you're on YouTube you can do that as well and subscribe and if you'd like to support it you could also donate to my Patreon I have a Patreon if you've got a few spare change to make a monthly contribution from anything from one euro up you can it would be greatly appreciated it's all on the website bookofleavespodcast.com and check me out on Instagram Facebook Twitter Book of Leaves Podcast you'll find me there for updates on the podcast and sharing little tidbits of information and nice little visuals as we go through this crazy time but thank you so much to everyone who's already supported the podcast and don't forget to share this episode with a friend especially if you know that they've got some time on their hands or they're interested in starting to grow their own food at home and I'll catch you after the interview just for one or two quick updates Thank you so much Sinead for popping on leaving your garden to come and talk to me about Be a Hero and helping other people grow some food thank you so much thank you for inviting me and I'm delighted to speak about Be a Hero yeah no worries so I guess to jump straight in you were one of a few people I imagine who've probably had this idea and we of course know each other through Extinction Rebellion who aren't so uh, unfamiliar with campaigns like this where they're trying to like improve society and also upskill in ways that are beneficial to ourselves and the planet and everything but why in particular is a movement like Be A Hero needed? Why did it begin? Yeah I think as you said um, you know Be A Hero or I suppose this is a version of guerrilla gardening in a way. Um, I, I have to admit that, although we don't, we call it, I suppose, community gardening, which it is as well. Um, and, you know, we're very much encouraging people to just grow for the first time, even if it is at home. It doesn't necessarily have to be outside your own home. I suppose what we were really looking for was a, a project which we could do during the restrictions, during the COVID restrictions, you know, um so this kind of ticked a lot of boxes because we thought you know it could help people you know outside ourselves um it would be learning some things you said upskilling um we'd be kind of relaxing and connecting with nature and you know um I don't know if, if I think you're doing a bit of gardening yourself Cara but you know yourself just even just touching the soil and getting your hands kind of there and connecting with the plants you know it's such it is a stress relief. So all those things. And then I suppose, you know, very much through Extinction Rebellion, we wanted to highlight the the food security issue that we have in Ireland. So those were all the reasons behind the campaign, really. Mm, and for any listeners who don't know, what is the food security issue we have? Because like I've really only learned about it recently I'm thinking I don't know what you're talking about there's we grow our own food we've got turnips potatoes what's this food security stuff so would you be able to explain that 
Yeah, well, I mean, it's true. A lot of people won't realize because we do actually export more food than we import. So it might look like, you know, oh, we're, we're self-sufficient in food, but we're not. We import like hundreds and thousands of tons of vegetables into this country. Um, we're not even, we don't even have enough seed in this country to to feed ourselves like there's so many issues with it most of our exports are in uh beef and dairy um but we're not really given over to horticulture in any way so we don't grow our own grains um we import most of our grains from the uk and i think the covid situation people kind of started to realize even though we didn't really run out of food people did start to kind of go hang on this is possible. It is possible that the supply chains could be weak, especially if there was an even worse crisis than the COVID crisis, as in the one that we are actually facing, which is the climate change crisis. So, you know, it's a really important issue to highlight. So, um, yeah, we thought the first step is just making people aware that we can grow food in Ireland. We actually can. Like Irish ground is perfect for it like it's so fertile we we could potentially be self-sufficient in in our own food but we're not we're 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 miles away from it yeah and i'd say i mean a huge portion of that is probably the fact that so much of our land is used for animal agriculture because it's a huge portion of our income and then also all our small scale farms and everything have gone and like our own knowledge that you know, our grandparents would know about growing your own food. We're just so used to buying it in supermarkets without even thinking that nearly everything we're buying is probably coming from overseas instead of local because we also want everything that is probably seasonal, like strawberries, for example, which are only grown in the summer and we want them all year round. So obviously they're grown from outsourced. So I'd say it's just, it's time and demand, but basically if God forbid something happened to our supply chain. What would be what would we be living off here if we couldn't grow our own food? But um, the, the, the vegans would be really upset anyway. <laughs> <laughs> beef and dairy is pretty much what we have. But you know, loads there's loads of information now to tell us that you know this is not a sustainable sector, not even financially. Um, I actually live on a farm here in Clare. I my house is like a rented house, but the farm, you know, I live on a farm. Let's say that is actually a working farm, and you know, the the poor farmer. Like I feel for him, you know, desperately. Like you know, the price of beef is 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 not very good at the moment, and you know, they're barely earning a living. It's more like it's more like they're on the dole, really. Like you know, this payment that they get is kind of like they they that be a second payment they most of them have full time jobs as well as work in the farm yeah so it's it's really not sustainable and it's not sustainable you know in terms of emissions you know the, the emissions from beef um and dairy are they're they're just they're way too high compared to um especially organic farming if you're orga- like organically farming you know food produce like vegetables um you know even spuds grow really well broad beans you never see in Ireland and you know they grow so well here you know so it it needs to it needs to transition really yeah and i think like hopefully in future we'll see the government giving farmers kind of more uh, subsidies and grants to pull them into more sustainable it's it's just it's an enjoyable kind of thing when and it helps your mental health when you do have your hands getting uh, dirty literally there's uh, mental benefits there so i guess to start back to be a hero and for people 
like myself who've never actually grown food i might you know help weed the garden sometimes with very with only weeds that are killing other plants um i try to leave it alone as much as possible so my garden experience is very minimal but i've never grown food before if aside from having one apple tree that I got from my communion and sticking that <laughs> in the ground, like my experience is nothing. So I literally have no idea where to start. So for people from house to apartments, what do you need? Where do you get your seeds? Where do you get the soil? What do you plant it in? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, um, I just want to clarify, I am not uh, an expert gardener. I'm not, you know, um, and I think that's one of the reasons we set up you know the be a hero facebook community page um because there are loads of people out there with loads of experience and the idea would be that if you have any questions at all you can come and you can ask those questions there and you know the kind of more experienced people will answer but um yeah i i've been growing now for i suppose seven ish years and to be honest, my partner, um, he used to be the head gardener at Seed Savers and he's pretty good. I think he's good. I shouldn't say him up too much. But he has been, he has been organic gardening for like over 20 years. Do you know, like he's doing it before people even heard of it. So wow. I shouldn't be big enough too much. But anyway, I think he's great. He deserves it. He deserves it. it great. <laughs> I know he's great. He helps me a lot, you know, he'll because he, he's still a gardener. So he'll come by with, with plants and stuff and, you know, he'll help me to kind of decide where to put it. Um, but to answer your question, I suppose, um, you know, where do I, well, I get my seeds at Irish Seed Savers. It's only down the road for me. Um, I actually volunteer there as well. Um, when it isn't COVID, sure. <laughs> um, I volunteer there once a week. So um, I would be a loyal customer there, but they, they are particularly, I suppose, ethical um, because it's an organic farm. Um, it's all very like low intensity. You know, they they're re- take care of the soil for the future generations is, is what they're thinking of. So that's where I would buy my seeds. But there are some other, I would really try and buy the organic open pollinated seeds as opposed to, you know, some of what you buy in the garden shops are, f1 and those are seeds that you can save your seeds from um those are seeds that you know we don't have any control over i suppose we don't have any sovereignty you were talking about f1 and pollinator see what's the difference so you can save your seeds from one why is that yeah so they're actually i suppose manufactured and they're kind of interbred so if you you grow your seeds after you've harvested what you want you can save some seeds afterwards and if you've grown open pollinated seeds, in other words, seeds that have been pollinated by insects, usually, um, or the wind or whatever, then um, you would be able to save that seed and then you'd have seed yourself for next year. So it gives you an awful lot of empowerment. Whereas if you were to buy, you know, F1 seeds and you actually save that seed, one, it mightn't grow into anything or two, um, it might, you know, give you something that that you don't want or doesn't taste good or whatever. But but the seeds basically from an F1 won't be true to the parent plant. And so, <laughs> where do you get if you have seeds that you've ordered? I think seed savers do online shipping. Yeah, so what where do you do you have to buy your soil? Should you get some if you're in an apartment? Should you get some from a local park? 
should you start inside or outside yeah good question it depends on what you want the soil for so like I personally would buy um you know potting compost and I would make sure that it's peat free because we want to you know take care of the bog so you definitely don't want peat in your soil okay um if you want to be ethical um and it, it grows perfectly well so there's absolutely no reason to buy soil with peat in it so please yeah I would recommend making sure it's peat free and I buy organic um as well it's it's not I don't it's not usually more expensive I that's but that's just what I look for um so you would want to sow your seeds in in the compost that you buy usually um if you just it depends on the seeds I suppose and it depends on the time of year but I I'd say it's pretty much a must you know for for your your first time gardening um and especially if you're gardening indoors you'd want your potting compost because that would be very fertile the rest is very much it depends on what you're growing you need your seeds you need your compost maybe a few pots or something um now you can make your own pots or something if you want out of like yogurt cartons or anything as long as you put holes in the bottom to let the water out um preferably put a plate underneath that pot you would need good sunlight um so you do need like plants will not grow without sunlight so you'll definitely need something like that and I suppose yeah it just depends on your own space you know there's there's as many ways to garden as there are hairstyles or you know to build a house or you know it's really a personal thing and why do because I've seen a lot of people's Instagram stories now because I guess it's spring and a lot of people are starting to grow things and become more aware and everyone's spending time at home and they are starting with little seedlings inside and then if they have a garden they're they're potting them into something bigger or into the ground why do people do that why do people start in like a in small little trays and then move them yeah well I the reason I would start them in small trays kind of gives you more control over where they grow so um is one reason another reason is if you plant it straight outside sometimes uh you might get rodents that would eat them or there are other things like insects certain insects or larvae that will eat them as well um now there are some things that I do sow outside but the other reason for sowing inside is it kind of gives you a head start because if you use potting compost and your inside's going to be a bit warmer than outside. So um, it, your, your seedlings will often germinate quicker. Um, so it just gives you that maybe one or two weeks kind of advance. So you can kind of make more use of the growing season. Okay. And is there a specific window? I presume the growing season we're probably in right now. So should people kind of get a move on on the food that they grow? Is there a bit of an urgency about it? yeah you want to be you know I mean you'll get away with some things later on but yeah there you you want to it's a great time to be sowing seeds right now um I mean just being you know honest about if you're first time gardener as well like you know people do buy you can buy especially if your seeds get eaten or your plants die and everything look don't feel guilty about going to the garden shop and buying a few you know you can buy kind of ready-made plants yes it's not as probably ethical or as ideal but look um especially if you can buy them organic then you know there's there's no problems just it's very hard to get them um all organic um that won't have used any kind of uh, artificial uh, fertilizers or even sprays or whatever so um yeah I don't know I rambled there sorry (laughs) no no not at all it's good to know that if you're under a bit of time pressure and you have no idea what you're doing that you're able to go in to 
you know a, a garden center and not feel so guilty about it because we're all learning and I guess that's most that's most important thing in regards to I guess there's just so many different types of veg and types of fruit that we can all grow so and I you, you said there that there's as many different ways to garden as well so we won't get too specific with certain mm. kind of foods because we'll, we'll be here for hours otherwise. But are there any good mm. resources that you know of? I know we've mentioned the Facebook community group for Be A Hero. So and I, that will all be linked in the in the comments underneath the or in the show notes for this episode. But are there any other re- good resources you know of for people wanting to grow specific veg or fruit and knowing how to do that and how to look after them mm-hmm. well actually yeah, somebody mentioned a book there on the be a hero community i can't remember what it what it is called but it is specifically for ireland so that's just one thing to be careful about um it's the same with the seeds if you buy seeds that were produced in ireland you're much better off than buying, you know, some of the brands that could be produced in other countries because the, the, the seeds are produced in Ireland, for example, from seed savers. I know I'm rattling on about them a lot, but it is, um, they are, you know, suited for the Irish climate. So if you look through that catalogue and just get ideas, so they have an actual catalogue with lovely pictures in it and, you know, you can kind of decide what you want. But, you know, something that I find, uh, what makes me decide which veg I'm going to grow in my garden is... I actually, I have a fantastic um, organic grower that I I buy my vegetables from, you know, out of season or whatever. And I, I I'll buy from him uh, some vegetables all year round. But what I tend to do is I grow the vegetables that he would use plastic for. So for example, he would put his kale and his um, salads inside plastic, you know, because he has to, to keep them fresh. And, um, those are the things I would choose. And also things that aren't so common. So like he'll have the spuds, he'll have the carrots and they'll grow a few of those just, you know, for the taste, cause it's nothing like the, the pleasure of growing your own, but I would, he would be my main supplier. I wouldn't grow most of them, but whereas I would focus in on peas cause they're quite expensive and, and beans as well, because they, they're just beautiful and they grow, you know, really well, but it's really hard to buy Irish beans, you know? So that's what I, you know, judge is what is it, what is hard to get, you know, what is hard to get organically or, or what normally comes in plastic and I could avoid it. So that that's, but everyone, everyone's different. That's a very good place to start. Um, And one thing that we mentioned that I actually forgot to ask, how do you save seeds? Because I've never grown something, harvested and then saved a seed. So for a beginner, like where, where do you find that seed? Is it like the seeds that you'd actually find in the food and then that's what you save? Saving seed is, you know, I'm still learning how to do it. It's, you know, it's it's something that you learn. Same with all parts of gardening. It took me, you know, a few years before I started really producing food, you know, by myself. So don't feel bad if stuff doesn't work out and don't expect to know everything. You know, saving different seeds, you save different ways. Um, I'm trying to think. So normally, like, you would actually let the food go like instead of harvesting it when it's you know kind of ripe you would let it go on a bit um to to save the seeds out of it so you might um you know some people grow extra like just to save seed they'll grow like i think i read it actually on the be a hero uh, community today someone said 
she grows, you know, one for the slugs, one for herself and one to save seeds, you know, so it's, you know, you kind of count it in when you're, when you're planting your, your seedlings out. Yeah, you usually let, let the plant go very, very ripe. And then different plants will have different ways of saving seeds. For example, tomatoes would be, you know, very different than beans or, you know, cucumbers or whatever. So it's just, I suppose, just keep an eye on the, the community and we'll kind of, probably have different tutorials as the seeds are ready to save you know so yeah, yeah it's, and there's, there's probably no youtube videos out there for whatever specific yeah. thing you're you're growing as well and mm-hmm. is there anything that you can kind of grow all year round is there things that you can be planting kind of all year round if you miss the the warm kind of window yeah so um radishes are really easy to grow outdoors um they're really fun for kids, even though they might not always eat them, but they definitely, they lo- they're so much fun because they're so colorful and you can eat the leaves and you can eat the radish and they, you know, they're really lovely and fresh and crispy and juicy. Um, they, they have a very long growing season for outdoors. Now, a lot of people, um, if you start to get serious and you, you know, you discover you got the, the green fingers, you might get a polytunnel. And that way you could produce food all year round, like lettuces or you know, a good one to grow actually at the moment. Um, I have purple sprouting broccoli seeds. And if you sow those now, um, there's something called a hungry gap, which is kind of after you've harvested everything, that's when your uh, purple sprouting broccoli actually is is available and it, it, it's ready to harvest kind of after everything else. And there's, yeah, there's just this period before you start to get the, the next year's uh, harvest and after you get the last year's and purpose brown broccoli is a brilliant one so highly recommended that's really cool so what happens I presume when people start growing their own you usually some people might grow a lot of one specific thing how do you find people to share your food with this is something we can you can probably post into the Facebook group as well but I imagine that's usually what happens when you have a surplus of something you swap it with your neighbors who have kale and you know you you get kind of a variety that way is that the kind of norm when you start growing your own food and creating that kind of community exactly yeah there's a real community to it and I'm glad you mentioned kale there as well because that's another great one to grow it has a really long growing season it's such a great plant for Ireland it's so hardy you know and I just one other story that um like I I you know would be a big fan of biodiversity obviously and um you know when I see the caterpillars come and you know start to eat my <clears throat> my brassicas you know would be the the cabbages or the um broccolis or whatever um I tend to leave them there and they still survive you know they they'll it's it's amazing so you know Anyway, yeah, kale is another good one. It's it's just a lovely thing. When the harvest comes, I mean, two things is, you know, one, you yes, you, you share food with your neighbours. It's beautiful. Um, it's that time of lunacy in Ireland. So you kind of, you really are much more connected to the seasons, I think, when you're growing as well. But then the other bit is, is you kind of learn the preserving methods. So you learn fermentation and, you know, sauerkrauts and all those kind of things. And how to keep things long or I suppose if you have a freezer but you know um yeah just how to preserve food that yeah and that as well yeah yeah that that comes into it as well of course like thinking of how to make things last and there's also shops out there maybe local markets I don't know if you if you 
don't know anyone growing in your community for anyone listening there are shops i know for example there's a place called small changes in Drumcondra in dublin and if you have any extra organic veg that you're growing at home or herbs you can bring them there and they'll give you store credit in return so there'll be there's also kind of options like that for for people out there if you don't know anyone that you can swap with and you're drowning in kale so there's definitely options out there and we talked a little bit about caterpillars and stuff there obviously we don't want we want to avoid using pesticides we want to grow organic and we want to kind of grow our food alongside nature as opposed to taking from it so have you any tips for people on how to do that the only thing I kind of heard about is to feed the bugs in your garden with other flowers with diverse flowers so they're they're not going to your veg so if you have a diverse garden it, it shouldn't be a problem but have you any other kind of tips or suggestions around that yeah exactly as you said the more diversity that's in your garden the more it kind of takes care of itself and you know you've got the circle of life and you will get a few things eaten to slug given over to slugs but sure slugs are important like you know so it's grand i don't get too upset about it yeah you know the other thing that i would recommend is is getting to know your garden getting to know the little wild plants so the things that you start to um, call weeds, like, you know, just have a closer look. And I, I'd say, I'd be surprised if you didn't start to see the, the beauty in them. I suppose you actually start to find out about them, medicinal properties, um, you know, um, even the likes of calendula, which, you know, I would use in creams and, you know, yarrow or um, nettles as well. Um, you, like I pick the nettles and I would make a compost tea with them and comfrey. So, so it's really useful to have as much biodiversity in your garden for, you know, for yourself as well as for all the creatures and everything. Definitely. And do you need a huge patch of land to do this kind of stuff? Like what kind of size of earth are you looking at from sales? to to gardens what do you need land wise anything you know i think there there's a lot of creativity out there now at the moment about using space and um especially having using the height so um i saw a picture there today of someone who had you know the herbs kind of grown in you know a stacked kind of a pot like up on their wall so yeah you you can like it's it is harder and i feel really sorry for the people who don't have any gardens at all yeah, one of the, we, we were thinking of a name for our campaign, Be a Hero. Uh, one of the potential names was Slawn to the Lawn, <laughs> which I loved. And um, because I think that captures something important as well. You know, you might have a lawn, if you're not using it, like, I mean, I have a bit of lawn for my kids to run on, you know, we play a bit of football on it or whatever. But if you're not actually using the lawn, like, consider like just giving over a small patch and just I would I would even say you know start small is better and get you know one little patch going you know plant a few spuds just you know one uh, kale plant uh, you know anything just just very very simple and then if that goes well you know expand the next year the next year the next year so so you, there's no there's no need to have anything big probably probably the smaller the better at the start yeah because there's a lot of a lot of people have those tiny little front lawn patches that are literally just sitting there beside the car no one's ever on them anyway so that's a good place to start even in your parents home or something once after the lockdown if you can get to them that maybe you can start there what else oh yes so for people 
who I used to live in an apartment where, I mean, I had a, a tiny balcony, but we actually had someone send in a question to be asked. A friend of mine, Erin, wanted to know, she has a windowsill. That's all she has. Is it gets sunlight. What can someone with just a windowsill grow? Are there any tiny little little kind of greens or anything that you can grow on just a windowsill and little pots? Yeah, I think I think herbs are very giving. I, I would probably grow herbs if I couldn't grow anything else. Um, try a few, like a, a bit of rosemary, a bit of thyme. Um, I've never tried radishes, but maybe... Um, you know, maybe you could, you know, kind of make a little kind of row, like if you made a long sort of, and like kind of got one of those, a bit like a window box, I suppose. Yeah. But you put it indoors now, make sure you put something underneath or you'll ruin your windowsill. And, and yeah, I, like radishes would be great. Like, you know, radishes, radishes grow really well. Like, so that, that would be something. Yeah. Radishes yeah. and herbs, maybe even a few salads. If you have a lot of light, you might have luck with salads. It's, it's worth a try. And mm. how do you nourish the soil? It depends depends on the plant some plants are you know hungry feeders and some plants aren't no it's just something has just popped into my head there um the other year like a couple of years ago I think when we first moved into this house um my then five-year-old son um naughtily planted a bean in one of my flower pots and I didn't know about it until this kind of thing popped up and when beans pop up they kind of pop quite big I was like what's that you know and he's like <laughs> and uh he gorilla gardened my <laughs> my flower pot and uh anyway you know it was kind of fun so we let the bean grow up and it was really hot that year and it actually grew out the window because we had the window open and it grew all the way up like the top of you know all pretty much up to, to my bedroom window I was it was great crack you know so maybe you could you could even try you know doing a few climbers out your window if you're <laughs> You're very and add ambitious. to the decor as well that's brilliant yeah. I love that and actually that's something we never really talked about is the kind of gorilla side of it so I guess gorilla for anyone who might not know it's kind of doing something without permission but it's not that bad of a thing usually like gorilla you might hear people gorilla flyering where they'll go and stick up flyers or gorilla filming uh, production companies will film on a street without asking any permission so gorilla gardening I presume it's when you find somewhere that it isn't kind of being looked after it's a patch of land that that is just being grown and you plant stuff there so has there been much action there with people growing food in kind of uh, unsupervised areas that are council owned or whatever how do you kind of go about that if that's up your up your street you you could do it if there was nobody tending the space I would say you know if you see a plant pot put one in there put a label on it, um, take a photo, tend it, you know, you could do that. But if maybe if it's a place that is taken care of, maybe connect with the locals, connect with the people there and, you know, work with them. But I'd say, you know, if you get the courage, go for it, go and um, go and plan things out in the community. It's, it's really worth it. Yeah, it is nice when you see food grown outside, I think. Uh, reminds you of where it comes from because there's a huge kind of dissonance cognitive dissonance going on between ourselves and where our food comes from and the work that goes into it and it also means that you might create less food waste too mm, you asked me a question about that a minute ago which I didn't answer fully I think you were asking about what nutrition do do the um plants need and that's oh, a yeah, really, yeah. it's a really important question because you know what they need is is the compost is your food waste so I mean the thing is, so when we talk about waste, um, you know, we mean stuff that is thrown away and not used at all. Whereas 
when you're talking about the food, your leftovers, your 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 breakfast crusts or whatever you have, um, the peelings from your potatoes, even better, or all all that stuff that goes in your compost bin is is extremely nutritious for the plants. So that's what I would love to see happening as well as people understanding that that stuff is is gold like you can actually turn that all you need is like a bit of heat you know just keep as in keep it in your compost and have have some kind of place like you could just use a, a you know one bin you can put like holes in the side I put holes in the side of my bin and you know just layer it with um cardboard and um maybe paper or something if you have grass clippings that as well and 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 voila you know you, you will have um extremely nutritious feed uh for for your plants probably more so outside maybe but but it could be used indoors as well if you if you composted it down well enough you could actually use that indoors as well yeah do you need to that so the holes in the side are to aerate it do you need to like mix it up every so often or will it just kind of break down itself you could if you wanted to go it will eventually just break down itself but um if you want to speed up the process uh, it does help to turn it i think we need to do it a nice tutorial on composting actually um, yeah i don't want it to be i think there are loads of different ways to do composting um you could buy things for it but really don't have to spend money on it if you don't want to yeah I was thinking as much and is there anything that you just need to avoid are you able to put animal products I know you can use like eggshells if you have eggshells at home but do you, do you have to avoid meat and dairy and that kind of stuff is it just kind of veg mostly we're looking at um, a lot of people will have raw just raw compost and that will break down quicker but personally I just whatever I have I will put in it doesn't matter really if you do push uh, meat or fish remains in it will also compost some people actually would dig a hole and bury it in their garden and that will make the the soil very fertile as well so you can do that too so people talk about rodents I suppose and you know in a way it is possible that they will come so it is it is better to you know try and if you have a sealed container for um for a compost bin then you're you're grand um if you have a compost bay like mine like in a garden space then maybe keep it a little bit away from the house I mean where I live to be honest rodents are completely impossible to avoid completely um but they don't really bother me because they're not in my house they're over in the you know the compost bay they probably they probably are there so um yeah. yeah it's it's just part of biodiversity really for me on a farm okay. especially yeah I've heard there's other little tips as well because I have a, a fish tank and um that with so, two rescue little goldfish in it and apparently goldfish tank water or fish tank water when you're doing cleans because that all goes down the drain apparently the there's lots of um nitrates in the water that can be nutritious to soil as well try to think of ways that you won't waste water like pasta water as well when you're making pasta little things like that that you can save water as well that they have little bits of food that are kind of nutritious for the soil it's kind of like loads of little quirky things speaking of nitrates peeing is that's probably why your fish water is so good um it's <laughs> yeah. probably because all the fish pee that's in it so um if you want to pee anywhere outdoors pee on the compost heap it's really good for a compost so that's where all the nitrates come from but yeah i i am really lucky as well i've got um there's somebody with a horse uh livery like just maybe about a kilometer away from where i live and i go there and um she lets me take 
manure as well so yeah, if you've I got pet that. dogs or or such at home is that kind of a, a gray area that's a no-no actually. okay yeah yeah so it's it would be animals that are grass-fed that manure is good but if your animal is eating things like dog food and cat food and all that um, you basically don't want your pets um, poo anywhere near your garden. So right, that now that's it's good to know. Okay, that's very good to know. Um, I'm kind of thinking like we've covered a fair bit of kind of a broad thing. Oh, one little question as well that I had: Should you label when you're planting? What's the importance of labeling? It's so important to label, and so many people don't. I definitely did not know about the labeling thing when I first started and then you get all these things you think you remember because you go yeah I'm going to put the peas in here and the beans in there and the you know carrots over there and I'll know which is which no problem and then these things come up and you haven't a clue what it is and it really matters because of spacing and where you're going to put it and you know if it's a root you'll definitely want to be putting somewhere there's deep soil or you know if it's something that can tolerate shade you know so labeling uh when you sow the seeds is a really good idea definitely yeah okay i want to ask as well when if you if you start planting things outside for the last couple of summers of course climate change means that we're getting these really hot summers so how do you know if you what you're growing needs water needs help because obviously this is a very rainy country and we usually don't have that problem but i know the last two or three summers there has been a, a bit of a dry spell so mm-hmm. I guess in anticipation of that unfortunately again how, how can you tell your food needs help and, and what do you do to help? Yeah I'm glad you brought up a dry spell there I actually you know it's a good idea to have uh, something to harvest rain available so you should be harvesting rain now um, if you can like even just a bin like an open bin or whatever you have um, the biggest container you can find something that you can dip um, a a watering can into and use Um, also you can push uh, I have just put like I have like an open that's what I use is actually a a bin as well and like it's clean bin but it's uh, I put nettles and um, dock leaves in it at the moment to make my composty so when the when it rains on it then I can dip out of that and that will actually fertilize my plants so you will you could well you know be ending up watering your plants in the summertime anything in pots that's the one that's the disadvantage of pots if it's in a pot it will definitely need water because it just won't it won't be able to stay uh, moist whereas if it's in the ground it's more likely to be able to stay moist but you do have to keep an eye on it if you start to see like the likes things like lettuces and things like that like rocket or something that's another one actually to grow on a windowsill rocket it's a nice one that would very easily go to seed and you'll you know if as soon as it goes to seed it doesn't taste as good so that's a sign if your plants are going to seed very quickly that's a sign that they need water if they start to flower um actually I was really proud of my broad beans this year from my saved seed and they've already started to flower. And I think it's because I think they got too dry. So that's what I've done now. I don't know if if I'm going to get them back. What I've done is I've mulched them with, with manure that I had. And I, you know, I did give them a drink of compost tea and I've just got my fingers crossed now and hope for the best. But yeah, definitely uh, need to keep your, your plants moist or they, they won't produce what, Okay, I didn't know that about the flowering thing. So that's good to know that if they're flowering a bit too early. I guess would they usually flower 
after you harvest them if you left them alone is that kind of what's supposed to happen or no no the, the plant the flowers are what eventually produce the fruit or the vegetable so a lot of things you know so for example if you look if you know of any apple trees if you still got your communion apple tree yeah. <laughs> it should be it should be blossoming around now i'd say and then after that that's when the fruit will come or the seeds so um it will go to flower before it goes to seed um but when the flowers come the plant is actually putting its energy into the flower um, and no longer into the leaves. So the leaves won't taste as good. So for me, beans, my, my bean plants could probably do it have been a bit stronger so that they can, you know, support the beans that are potentially going to grow in them. So I'm hoping that they'll just grow up a bit more and get a bit thicker and stronger. Um, if they go, you know, if, if it goes to flower too early, you know, the, the pods will form earlier as well for the beans and it just, they just mightn't be great. Sure. <laughs> so fingers crossed that yeah. it'll all come together. And, be okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> my last question on grow, just growing things specifically, how do you know if something is going to need a support, how do you know if it's going to need a lollipop stick or, or something? Is there a general kind of know-how or do you just kind of need to research that when you're planting the seed? Well, peas and beans are, you know, most mostly climbers unless they're a bush variety and still I would probably put in a bit of support for them. Um, a lot of things need support, like even tomatoes as well. I would put in a support for them. You, you would put a string underneath the plant and then tie it to something above and wrap it around the stem. So all these are, you know, it is it is an individual thing, but something that doesn't need support would be salads or potatoes. Courgettes grow really well. They don't really need supports. Um, I don't think there's anything else. Like I know there's just so much, there's so much information out there when it comes to gardening, what to plant, when to plant it, how much water it needs. So there's the Facebook group, the BA community group. I'm going to link that. There's also a page. You're on Instagram. I think you're on Twitter as well. So that's how you can find the Be A Hero campaign. And then there's also websites like the Pollinator Plan, Seed Savers, uh, We Are The Ark. It's all kind of information that helps having a diverse garden to help with feeding critters so they're not eating your veg, but also the likes of Seed Savers knowing how to kind of take care of your seeds unless there's anything else that you want to let people know about be a hero i'm, I'm thinking of one more thing actually that's yeah. coming up for me, you know so um i'm just thinking you know it is for a lot of people it's their first time growing food this year and they mightn't actually feel confident enough to be planting it out in the community yet i think that's the case for a lot of people they want to see what happens at home, what happens on the windowsill, what happens if they say slaw to the lawn and they um, decide to, you know, put a few veggies in there instead. And, you know, maybe I suppose now it's good to start planning for next year. So um, it's just finished now. Um, you know, it's not time for planting trees anymore. Tree planting season is just finished this month. So you always plant trees um with a month with an or in it yeah was, did you not I know that no i didn't know that <laughs> yeah, it's a nice one isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i only learned it a few years ago so um you know it could be a great time for planning you know a community orchard or a community garden um i got growing you know it's through a community allotment and it's such a great way to meet people and learn skills and you have the older you know more experienced people and then the newbies and it's just a great combination so 
even if you're not going to plant seeds and you know grow for the community this year you know it's a good time to start making a plan getting people together you know and decide if if there's a nice site that would look good with a few apple trees that you might hang out under and have a little picnic or whatever so um (laughs) yeah that's lovely like some planning for next year for sure and it can it's something that you can spend your time with and I guess one final little thing it can be related to be a hero or not just from you personally I know you're involved a lot with the empathy circle in XOR have you got any kind of tips or advice for people at this time just in general being at home with everything that's going on in the world yeah gosh it is it is a tough time for people and especially people who are really isolated and cocooning and I received a few packets of, of seeds in the post and I've sent a few as well so you know I think the the on post campaign was lovely you know so I think sending and receiving letters especially to um you know elderly people who are at home or you know disabled people and you know if you can pop something nice in to cheer them up that's that's like a really good way um I suppose to just I suppose just stay in touch you know that that's probably the hardest thing in, at these times isn't it it's just the lack of social contact so yeah and, oh, no. and spend time in nature and spend time in nature as well that is yeah. um yeah that's that's really important to relieve stress too for sure thank you so so much Sinead for all of that and hopefully I will see you in person soon yeah yeah thanks so much Cara that's really really great and that was Sinead I hope you guys were able to take away something and learn something from that it is quite beginner level information but if you have any more questions or even better if you have experience that you can give to other people please do join the Be A Hero community Facebook group and there's also a Facebook page and it's just such a lovely place that you can comment in with questions or advice for other growers there's also a lot of tutorials in there at the moment so it really is a lovely page and don't forget to share this with a friend if they're having any trouble growing their own veg and I'll share what I can on my social media platforms to help other people as well growing their own food it's so exciting one thing that I want to mention is Sinead mentioned someone in the chat talked about a book that was a really good um, resource for growing your own food in Ireland that book I have in front of me is called Vegetables for the Irish Garden by Klaus Leitenberger I've linked that based basically in the show notes or check out the website bookofleespodcast.com and everything is linked everything that we mentioned the All-Ireland Pollinator Plan We Are The Ark Seed Savers they're all linked so you can go check out those and of course the Facebook group so please do check it out if you have any wisdom to impart or if you're looking for any of your questions answered it is a lovely little group and yeah that is it don't forget to rate, review, subscribe if you have any questions or queries about myself or the podcast or suggestions for future episodes or on format or anything please do let me know and a Aside from that, I hope you're all keeping as safe as can be and I'm sending you a lot of love. I will see you next week for episode 26. We'll be talking to Fiona from All Things Fiona Lily about rescuing clothes that are due to go to landfill and I'm excited about that. So don't forget to listen back on other episodes as well and stay safe. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.